You are listening to the Amateur Church Podcast, where we pursue excellence in ministry with the right motivation for the sake of love. I'm Pastor Matt, and I'm so thankful that you're on this disciple's journey as we continue our study through Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi. And these four minor prophets are the final books of the Old Testament. In this study, we've looked at theological truths from these four books, and today we're going to look at devotion questions. Now, remember, every time we study the Bible, we want to focus on three essential elements. What is the context of the passage, these four books? What is the impact of the text on the culture? And what is the impact of the culture upon the text? And then finally, how did the passages point us to Jesus Christ? And yes, each book actually points us to the gospel of Jesus. So as you have read and are reading this week, we've talked about the theological truths. We want to ask, how can they apply devotionally to our personal lives? And then we want to gather with our families and our small groups and see how uh, these conversations can lead to better application for our lives. So I've got four major questions for you today, but honestly, you know, there are sub-questions along with these. So the first question really deals with uh, the idea of God singing or rejoicing over us. So in the book of Zephaniah, we find where uh, it says that God rejoices over us. What do you think that actually means? What do you think it means for God to be quiet in his love for us and to, in other translations, to actually quiet us with his love, to rejoice over us? And what emotions does that evoke for you? As you're reading through the Old Testament, especially these minor prophets, we see a lot of warning and destruction and wrath of God. But then God promises that he will rejoice over us. We know that that points to Jesus Christ being our great high priest, being the lamb that was slain for the sins of the world, and ultimately being the one who would die and rise again so that we might have victory over sin, death, and and hell. So in all of that, how do you respond thinking about the God of the universe, creator of heaven and earth, rejoicing over you? Talk through that. Think through that and uh, and and really allow God to stir your emotions in, in reading that. A second question I would ask is when, when you read the book of Haggai, we see that Haggai, God through the prophet, tells the people, is it now time to build the house of the Lord? And then he says, it is time. They had been focused on their own houses, living in luxury. He talks about the paneled uh, walls. And, and, and it really sprung for me this idea of in what ways are we more concerned with our own houses, and maybe not physical, but our own kingdoms, than the kingdom of God, than the very house of God. Have you been concerned more with your kingdom, your house, than God's house? If so, what changes need to take place? And that may mean that there's a change with your time, with your talents, how you're serving, or even with your treasure, your very pocketbook. What, In what ways can you and I uh, be more concerned with the house of the Lord? A third question for today's uh, devotion episode and really for this week's reading is consider the messianic prophecies in the book of Zechariah. Remember, we walked through how Jesus would be uh, betrayed by his 
friends sold for 30 pieces of silver, how he came into Jerusalem on a donkey, and how he would be pierced. All of this found in the book of Zechariah. So a question I have for you. Have you ever wondered if what we believe actually is true? I mean, I, I know even as a pastor, there have been days of doubt that I have uh, that, that I have uh, been faced with. And I've wondered, can I really prove that Jesus actually lived and died and rose again? Well, how does reading the Word encourage your faith? In, in what way have passages, much like Zechariah, uh, strengthened your uh, ability to, to do apologetics, to defend your faith. Uh, and so walk through that even with your small group and with your family. Talk about different passages from the Word of God that have strengthened, that, that have been used to strengthen your faith. Finally, in the book of Malachi, uh, we see that the people of God offered God the rest of their lives, not the best of their lives. We see that actually in Malachi chapter 10, uh, verses 6 through 10. I'd like to read that for you because it kind of shows us even a picture of our own lives many times. But listen to Malachi chapter 1, verse 6. It says, A son honors his father, and a servant his master. Then if I am a father, where is my honor? And if I am a master, where is my respect, says the Lord of hosts to you? O priest who despise my name, but you say, how have we despised your name? You are presenting defiled food upon my altar, but you say, how have we defiled you? In that you say, the table of the Lord is to be despised. But when you present the blind for sacrifice, is it not evil? When you present the lame and the sick, is it not evil? Why not offer it to your governor? Would he be pleased with you? Or would he receive you kindly, says the Lord of hosts? But now will you not entreat God's favor that he may be gracious to us? With such an offering on your part, will he receive any of you kindly, says the Lord of hosts? Oh, that there were one among you who would shut the gates that you might not uselessly kindle fire on my altar. I am not pleased with you, says the Lord of hosts, nor will I accept an offering from you. As I read this passage, of course I know that Jesus Christ is the ultimate offering, and we put our trust in him and God is pleased with his sacrifice. But according to the New Testament, we have different offerings that we give to God. For instance, we have an offering physically of, of finances. Philippians chapter 4, listen to this. Philippians chapter 4, we see, uh, Nevertheless, you have done well to share with me in my affliction, says Paul, you yourselves also know, Philippians, that at the first preaching of the gospel, after I left Macedonia, no church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving but you alone. For even in Thessalonica, you sent a gift more than once for my needs. Not that I seek the gift itself, but I seek for the profit which increases to your account. But I have received everything in full and have an abundance. I am amply supplied, having received from Epaphroditus what you have sent, a fragrant aroma, and acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. I, I think about those words, and I think about how even our physical offerings, not just tithes, but our offerings, are a, a sacrifice to God, and God, um, God receives that as a sweet-smelling aroma. Consider 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5. It says, You also, living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house, for a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God 
through Jesus Christ. Think about those sacrifices. Romans 12 says, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, for this is your reasonable act of worship. Hebrews chapter 13, uh, in uh, verse 15, it says, through him then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that gave that give thanks to his name. And do not neglect doing good and sharing, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. He even mentions that our sacrifice of praise and our witnessing is a spiritual offering. And then finally, let me just offer to you Romans chapter 15. When you read Romans chapter 15, we see that our greatest offering to God, uh, actually found in verse 16, is souls. Listen to Romans 15, 16. He says, to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles, ministering as a priest the gospel of God, so that my offering of the Gentiles may be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. So with all of that, let me ask you, how is your offering? With our bodies, our spiritual offering, our praise, our physical tithes and offerings, good works, but ultimately the souls of those that we are leading to Christ. How is your offering? Talk with your small group about that. Let me close out this episode with our memory verse for the week. Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 17 says, The Lord your God is in your midst, a victorious warrior. He will exult over you with joy. He will be quiet in his love. He will rejoice over you with shouts of joy. And he does so because of our Savior, Jesus Christ. I love you. I'm praying for you. Stakes in the ground.